Feast of Worship, your source for commentary and discussion on worship, theology, and culture. I'm your host, Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Hello, everybody. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones, uh, back from a wonderful Christmas break. Uh, December was incredibly busy for me, not purposely. It just ended up that way. I'm a musician, and for many musicians, it it does end up being a uh, busy month. I have several friends in the Lubbock area who are full-time musicians and um, have trouble finding work uh, during December. But for those of us that are pianists and church musicians, um, it usually fills up pretty quickly. And uh, um, But after Christmas, I had a little bit of a break and um, I'm glad to be back in the swing and the routine of things. And I hope your 2018 has started off well. Um, whatever you have planned for this year, I hope it goes well, and um, hopefully we keep our New Year's resolutions if we made any. Um, but it's good to be back, and so um, back discussing and thinking about issues of worship and theology and culture, um, and I, I'm going to talk about something today that is really not a theological issue, um, but it's something that those of us in the arts, um, musicians, artists of all kinds have have talked about and heard throughout our lives, and that is thinking outside the box. Um, Chances are, even if you're not an artist, you've probably heard somebody say something about a particular artist or musician that is is very good and prolific, and you've probably heard somebody say something like, that person thinks outside the box, Um, as if to imply that that's the only way to create good art. Um, and I hear what people are saying and what they mean when they say that, uh, but the problem is that I, I think that putting yourself in a box actually creates better art. Um, I, I would even refer to pastors um, uh, and reference them as, as thinking outside the box sometimes. Sometimes people will refer to a successful pastor and say that they think outside the box. In other words, they do something different. They do things that are sort of avant-garde, if you will. Um, Pastors are worship leaders, so they certainly play a vital role in the worship gatherings of God's people. But when we use the term worship leader, we're typically referring to men and women who stand before God's people and lead the congregation in artistic expression through music, through dance, through scripture reading, through drama, that sort of thing. Um, I like to tell my choir members at my church that we are all one unit of worship leaders. I am not the sole worship leader. Um, So as artists and as people who are involved in leading God's people in worship, we're often given the idea that good art is created by thinking outside the box. Uh, the implication being that artists should not be limited by parameters. Um, and so I'm going to approach this topic really focused on worship leaders, those involved in the arts and Christian service. Uh, on its surface, it seems appropriate and beneficial, right? You know, think outside the box, do something different. Um, but when we realize the foundation of parameters, 
it should become pretty evident to us that art is not limited by the parameters, but it actually thrives within the parameters. Um, I don't deny that artists should be as creative as possible, worship leaders included, musicians. Um, I would, however, argue that creative parameters um, are the enabler of unique ideas. In other words, when we have a set of parameters, we tend to think more precisely about what we're creating rather than thinking only of large-scale structures, Unique art really is created with the atten- with attention to detail, and 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 so the details then possess a greater overall quality within the context of parameters. And we're going to discuss this: is it better to think outside the box, or actually put yourself in a set of parameters when you are creating um, art and realizing that God is the ultimate creator and really. The more that we as artists, the more that we get to know the creator, the more creative we become. And so how do we as worship leaders approach this conundrum, if you will? Um, Are are we to think outside the box or should we set set a set of parameters for the art we create and the art that we lead God's people in worship through? Uh, I want to give you four primary reasons I think parameters are a good thing for worship leaders and, and they aid in providing clearer and greater creativity, not worse and not less creativity. And so first of all, parameters provide structure. Humanity really has an innate, an innate need for structure. We need structure. For centuries, societies have thrived with structure and failed without it. And in the context of art, Uh, Parameters give artists an opportunity to create with specific guidelines. Uh, While thinking outside of the boundaries might be intriguing, boundaries really give the artist goals to try to achieve. And so the concept of parameters doesn't imply that artists should not seek disparate approaches to creating the boundaries. In fact, the, the first step in creating good art is usually to create good boundaries, Uh, So the boundaries themselves are what we have to determine. Uh, The boundaries could certainly be avant-garde, but they give the the artists a chance to pay close attention to the detail in the creation of this disparate art. Uh, So in other words, don't create the same boundaries for everything. Figure out what your boundaries are going to be and be creative in that, that way. As worship leaders, the artistic expressions that we lead God's people in should serve as a as primarily a tool for congregational participation. I am big on congregational participation. Um, And sometimes those of you that are worship leaders know it is hard to get a congregation to participate. That is is a trick in and of itself. Um, And, and, you know, people could throw out every excuse in the book as to why a congregation is not participating. The truth is it's a matter of their hearts. Um, And hopefully we can figure out creative ways to encourage them, and invite them to participate. Uh, But there's room for artistic stretching among a people and among a a congregation. Uh, In other words, a worship leader should seek to lead his or her congregation in in excellent and and yet new artistic creations. And uh, many of you who are worship leaders have probably experienced this, where uh, something that's different that you do in the context of a worship service um, you, you may find that when you when you employ those elements, 
people have a hard time responding to it at first. And maybe the more they do it, the more they get used to it, the more they respond and participate. Uh, For example, musically, worship leaders should not be bound by large parameters, but by small ones. Small parameters provide a sense of structure for local churches, and they allow for God's people to worship in a given context. Uh, This is not to say that we should never deviate from these parameters, uh, because if the Holy Spirit spontaneously leads a worship leader of a a, church or a congregant to leave those, those boundaries... Uh, we should be obedient. That's So it's not to say that we should never move beyond these parameters. Uh, I do believe the Holy Spirit leads us to do so in some cases. But it is to say that structure is necessary for life, and I think therefore for worship, since worship is life. Um, on that note, I don't know why we think that um, uh, impromptu, spontaneous worship um, has a market, has a corner on the Holy Spirit. That's not true. The Holy Spirit can lead just as much in planning as he can in spontaneity. Uh, so uh, so the first th- thought I have here is that parameters provide structure, which I think is very important. As humans, we have an innate need for it. Second thought I have here is that parameters, and again, we're referring to Christian art in worship, uh, parameters ensure theological integrity. Without parameters, worship leaders could easily grow detached from theological integrity. A church's identity is found solely in Jesus Christ, yet it is the theological nuances that clarify that identity. Um, This is one reason we have different traditions and denominations. And this is not to say that one tradition or denomination is right and the others are wrong. It is to say that we have differences. The church is diverse. So what worship leaders say, teach, and present as an artistic expressions of worship are directly linked to the depth of their congregation. Um, I heard someone once say that if you want to see the spiritual depth of a church, uh, observe the way they worship. Uh, To judge a church's spiritual depth, observe their worship practices. Most of these worship practices stem from the worship leader's directions. And so it is important. It's an important role. It's not something that somebody should just um, do without any thought or planning. I have heard people before talk about worship leaders as as, as if it's an easy role. Uh, Just pick a few songs out of the hymnal and go up and lead it. And And that's not the right approach. Without theological parameters, leaders of worship are prone to error. We all are as humans. And since much of a local church's thoughts about God are often derived from the worship practices, worship leaders should strive for theological excellence and integrity, neither of which is is possible without parameters. We have to have parameters to have theological integrity. Uh, Previously, I I talked about the the spontaneity of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Yes, the Holy Spirit works spontaneously, but he also works through planning and through parameters. Those could equally be uh, as led by the Holy Spirit as spontaneity. If the Holy Spirit gives us a prompt, uh, we should be sure to obey. Those prompts could come at the uh, discretion of boundaries, though. We should not negate boundaries. And so what parameters do for worship leaders um, theologically is to ensure precision, accuracy, and integrity. 
the third thought I have on this is that parameters ensure aesthetic integrity, not just theological integrity, but aesthetic integrity. And I have purposely talked about theological integrity first uh, because I do believe that is the most important important part. But I, I do not want to negate the aspect of aesthetic integrity. Um, it may seem more creative to think outside the box, in other words, without a set of parameters, um, but creativity should be applied to the parameters themselves as well, not just <laughs> the art that you create. Uh, artists should carefully examine how they desire to present the art and even more to lead a congregation to participate in artistic expressions of worship. Uh, there's an old adage that says less is more, and I've heard that so many times throughout my life, and, and in most contexts I've heard it in, it's, it's very true. Uh, this is often the case with art, uh, music, visual art, dance, anything. Um, art's purpose should usually be narrow and specific. In other words, artists should strive to achieve a defined purpose. And therefore, the aims of an artistic expression should have such a purpose in mind, a very narrow and specific purpose. And so once these parameters are established by the, the musician or the visual artist, whoever it may be, the artist can then seek me mechanisms of creativity to achieve these desired goals, whatever those specific, uh, very pointed goals are. And so Thus, we need to create parameters to figure out what those goals are. Uh, worship leaders uh, then attain a catalyst by which to lead the church in artistic expressions of worship, and it's executed excellently rather than sloppily with little to no clear vision or goal. Um, in other words, if you are a musician and you lead God's people in worship, have a very clear and specific goal in mind for each each um, presentation or each each song that you lead or whatever the case may be, have those specific goals and purposes in mind. And then the way in which you reach those goals, you can work with the music to um, figure out the best way to do that. God is a God of order. That's 1 Corinthians 14. He is a God of order. So worship should be orderly, even in its creativity. Uh, parameters actually help in that regard. The last thought I have on this is that parameters provide clear direction for the church in worship. Uh, most of us do not serve in churches whose congregants possess the skill and ability to sing well spontaneously. And if you've ever tried that in your church and discovered quickly that uh, your congregants have a hard time doing that, you are not alone. There are churches that I've been in where, where uh, certainly the congregants have uh, the ability to spontaneously sing and, and do a good job. Um, but in, in some local churches, um, I've experienced uh, situations where people actually do sing and, and, and uh, express their, uh, their offerings of worship artistically in, in a spontaneous way, and they do it well. Uh, but for most of us, our congregations need some guidance. They need direction, and usually the more the better. <laughs> When I was younger, I, um, I strayed from structure. I did not like structure, and I was under the false belief that the Holy Spirit always guides spontaneously, and if it's not spontaneous, it's not the Holy Spirit, which is a, a false belief. It's, it's wrong. Um, and worship 
leadership for me as I was growing up tended to be spontaneous and honestly sloppy. (laughs) The older I grow, though, the more formally I approach worship. And I don't mean formal as a musical style or as as an aesthetic style, uh, but what I mean is the manner in which I approach God. Um, we, We tend to approach God so flippantly, but we are coming into the presence of the Creator of all things. And and so uh, we should not approach worship flippantly, but uh, the older I get, the more formal I become in my approach. And the formality of worship and reverence before holy God demands clear direction. Uh, parameters as artists and as worship leaders employ a trajectory toward this direction. And there's nothing wrong with it. Again, if the Holy Spirit leads you in the moment to uh, employ something or do something, then, then do it. Don't disobey. Um, but also don't negate the great benefits of plan- planning and, and having parameters in artistic um, expressions. Even among musically and artistically skilled congregations, uh, parishioners and congregants really need direction. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with direction. Uh, parameters provide uh, clear direction for, for the church's worship. And so we should not um, uh, take that for granted. And so our acts of worship ultimately are founded on obedience. Part of the underpinning of Christian worship is obedience. And in my finite human mind, I, I here have given you an argument for parameters, and maybe you have some against parameters, and that's fine. Uh, I'm just trying to point out to people that, that there's nothing wrong with thinking inside the box rather than outside the box. It actually helps in many ways. Uh, I, I believe that parameters are beneficial, they're edifying, and they're helpful to the church and to her worship practices. Paradoxically, though, the, the Spirit guides the churches and the worship leaders uh, in the moment. That is uh, common. He has led me before to do things in the moment. And we should always be obedient to the Spirit's leadership. In any act of worship, period, God has to be the very foundation upon whom we rest. And so no matter what the parameters are that we set, no matter their benefits, um, that we when we worship creatively, um, the parameters can be um, guided by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the manager of our worship practices. And so within the confides of triune God, there's a freedom and and creative artistic expression. And so let us, the worship leaders of the church, let us strive for aesthetic and theological excellence within the parameters that, that God himself leads us. We are the people of God, and we are within the parameters of God himself. So let us be faithful to that call, let us worship him faithfully, and let us um, artistically express our great love and joy in Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones.